Okay, so welcome to class. Um, for those of you that know me, you hear that I have a strange voice today. Um, so I guess it's a cold. I was run down. Um, did a lot this weekend. So yesterday I yeah, had a headache and just felt like I needed to rest and hydrate. And I feel, believe it or not, even though I probably don't look very good, feel better today than I did yesterday. And um, I think self-care is something that is kind of, in some ways, like easy for me and in some ways really hard for me. I think that, um, you know, it's easy to, to drink tea and to just kind of lie in bed and just to kind of relax. But it's hard when I have things like classes that I need to do or... Um, you know, I was going to give a healing to somebody tonight and, you know, this morning my girlfriend's like, you're canceling that healing, right? And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll see how I feel. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, you were sick. And even last night I taught a class and, or I had a class to teach and I kind of like waited, waited. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to try to rally and pull myself together and do it. And same thing, my girlfriend's like, why don't you just cancel that class? And it's like, just never crossed my mind. And... I don't know if it's like that feeling of like not wanting to let people down or something. It's not like I'm relying on like any of these individual classes like financially to keep me afloat. It's more that I almost feel just for the people in the class like I, I want to be there because they want to be there. And it kind of took like that outside voice to say like you're allowed to stop when you need it for yourself. And... Um, yeah, and I guess that's also just a question about boundaries, right? Like, I'm allowed to say no to something for myself, you know, because it, it's what I need. Um, but also during this time, I've been really working at making peace with life however it is. Um, although I'm not, you know, it doesn't feel good to be sick. Um, there's also nothing I can do to change that immediately. There's small things that I can do that I'm heading on the course towards getting better. But in this moment, if I have pains in my body or a headache or something, I can't like flip the switch and ah, you know, go jog or something like I'm, I'm in it. And something that I've been practicing over the past uh, like week and a half, it's saying to myself, I want it to whatever it is that I'm experiencing in life. Um, based off of a teacher, Sri Nasargadat, he said our problem isn't that we don't, that we want too much. He said our problem is that we don't want enough. He said, what if you wanted everything? What if you wanted everything that came into your life? And I've been practicing that, and any time there's something that's uncomfortable, um, I have an argument with somebody, um, whatever's going on in my in my mind, I say I want this, I want this, I want this, and I convince my mind that it does want this, but it also allows me to see like what can I do in this situation, um, what is the situation about, right? So if I feel like this and I'm lying in bed and like oh I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this, I'm really it's a lot of suffering, but if I'm lying in bed and I say okay I want this, I want this, I want this, I shift my relationship to the situation and suddenly I notice, you know, this is a really good opportunity to practice patience. It's a really good opportunity to rest, to just let go and like be lazy and do nothing. And um, 
yeah, I had like a, an argument with my girlfriend the other day and like there was like a tension that came up and I said same thing, like I want this, I want this. And it allowed me to kind of shift and to feel, hi, welcome, yeah, it's okay. It allowed me to, to take that feeling of tension that was in the air and I shifted my mind towards it and I said, I want this, I want this. And what came up in me right away was, this is a chance to understand this other person better. That suddenly it went from me feeling like, oh, I don't want to have conflict right now, to, oh my gosh, this person actually needs help. There's something going on. Um, I just read a story today about, you know, if you're walking through the park and you see like a dog sitting there, and it, it's like, oh, it looks like a cute dog, and you go over to pet it, and then it starts barking at you and snarling at you. You'd kind of be taken aback, and you'd feel like, oh, that's a, that's a mean dog or a bad dog. But then you look down and you see that the dog's leg is caught in like a fox trap or something, you know, and it's, and it's in pain and there's these metal teeth kind of in its leg. And then immediately you shift to, oh my gosh, poor dog. And then you want to go and help this dog. And kind of just making that comparison to our daily life that how often people that snap at us or things that happen, how often these people are actually suffering as well. And, um, and by by allowing the conflict when it arose by saying, you know, in my mind, just really like the words in my mind, I want this, I want this, I want this. It suddenly allowed me to be just totally present in the situation and to feel like, oh, you know, she feels overwhelmed right now. It's not about me. She, she actually needs some support. And, um, and it's a super powerful and super easy practice is just to want whatever it is that's going on. And again, it's, it's important to kind of qualify that with, like, I'm also doing everything that I can for myself. So one of these, you know, great Thai forest teachers, Achan Cha, he had a monastery in Thailand, and one of his, you know, Western students, he was meditating, and there was a storm, and a tree branch came down through this young monk's hut, and it kind of split the ceiling. And the young monk kind of sat there, and it was, you know, this big hole in the ceiling. And for a week, he just sat with that hole in the ceiling. When it rained, it rained in his hut. And when the sun came, it kind of came into his hut. And uh, Achan Chah eventually came by, and he's like, why is there a hole in the roof of your hut? And he's like, well, a tree branch fell through in the storm. And Achan Chah said, yeah, but that's like a week ago. And he said, well, I'm practicing letting go. You know? And Achan Chah was like, you're practicing stupidity is what you're practicing. You know? Because you know, we do what we can do to help ourselves, to help the situations. We're not, you know, if you want to take that letting go mind to the extreme, then go and like lie down in the middle of the road and just say, I let go. Don't eat, you know, because life is a, it's an active process, breathing, eating, uh, moving yourself, that there's things that you need to do to keep yourself alive, keep this whole thing afloat. If I'm sick, I take medicine, I drink warm things, I try to rest. There's things I can do for myself. But after you've done the things that you can do, then to let go. Yeah, then to really try to let go. And I think that's just that important balance that I see people in those two extremes. You know, there's a lot of people in the school of thought that, you know, I can control everything. And those are like the control freaks or like the stressed out people that are really rigid and tight and always trying to thinking that somehow through their efforts everything can be okay. And if something's not right, they either blame everybody else or they blame themselves, you know. Um, but there's so much of life that's outside of our control. But to swing to the other extreme, where you say everything's out of my control, um, that's also not true. 
you know, if I'm thirsty, just sitting here saying everything's out of control is ridiculous. I can just pick up this thing and drink it. So it's really kind of finding that balance between those two things, knowing when it is our time to be active and also knowing when it's time to let go. Um, and that's also a place for our mind to recognize. For instance, there's the storm coming, right? So maybe there's people that are sitting here and when we start meditating, you're like, okay, but after the meditation, I have to go to Whole Foods and I have to like get all this stuff. And then, you know, I have to think like, okay, if my kids don't have school, like what happens? And, you know, now is not the time for that stuff. The time for what am I doing at Whole Foods comes at Whole Foods. And we also following the same line in any given moment. If you find that you're doing a future thing, yeah, but you want to be doing a present thing, that's the same kind of mechanism that you're trying to control something in the future, whereas right now there's nothing happening. Now is actually the time to rest. If you weren't in meditation class and you sat down with your phone or your pad of paper and said, okay, now I'm going to plan. Okay, now's my time to plan. But to let that overrun your mind when you actually want it to be somewhere else, right? that's kind of unhealthy and that's the mind taking control of you, so to say. So what we practice in meditation and what we will practice today um, is when we begin the practice, we'll relax the body and all of this, and I'll walk us through it. Um, but then really just practicing this mind of whatever we feel, whatever we experience, just say, I want this, I want this. Whatever I'm feeling, yeah, I want this, it's okay, I want this. It builds a, a kind of contentment as well. And what slowly will begin to happen is a, is a softening process. That meditation, it's kind of like the same way if you, um, you know, just get home from a long day of work and you kind of come in the door and you like put your coat down, you put like your bag down, and maybe like you like go in the shower or something and you kind of start taking off these layers, putting down these burdens, allowing yourself kind of this chance to unwind that's what meditation is as well, is that it's actually not this kind of active yang process of going. It's really more of a process of softening, a process of starting to just put things down, letting things go, allowing it this natural and kind of graceful movement from busyness to peace. Um, if your shoulders are tight and I say relax your shoulders, you go, oh, okay, it makes sense. Right? But if your mind is tight and I say relax your mind, you're like, huh? Like, how does that work? What does that mean? Right? So it's almost like the same thing is that we're learning how to relax the mind, how to let the mind soften, and just how to let things soften. And you'll notice that like, you'll sit and you'll start to soften, and you'll have thoughts. Yeah, your mind's going to go off. You cannot control that, so don't try to. Your mind will go off, and your mind will come back. And every time the mind comes back, and you recognize, oh, I was just somewhere else. Just re relax and soften in that moment. And the mind will go off, come back, relax and soften. And the more that you practice, every time you are present, every time the mind becomes present again to let go and soften, it'll start to feel good. It'll start to feel good for the mind just to be here in this space. So we're actually creating like a, I don't want to say like a padded cell. <coughs> We're creating like an upholstered mind. Yeah. <coughs> <clears throat> mm.
so our emotions upholster our mind. So if we upholster our mind with this kindness, this softness, this gentleness, this openness, the mind will happily rest in that space. Okay, so using those positive feelings to give the mind a reason to be here and to rest.